You're listening to The Fit Female Project. I'm Maz. And I'm Chelsea. And we're here to help every woman on her fat loss and fitness journey. We've helped hundreds of women who are desperate for results but don't know where to start. As your coaches, we use evidence-based facts whilst keeping it real so you can look and feel your most confident self without having to give up your social life. Head to our website, www.fitfemaleproject.com to find out how you can join our community. It's really, really good. Or check out our Instagram at fitfemaleproject. Now, let's get to work. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Fit Female Project. I'm here with Chelsea. Hi, everybody. Hello. And today we wanted to have a little chat about all things periods, hormones, and how they can actually stop us from making the progress that we really want to see. Yeah. And from from the top right now, we just want to make this clear that we are not hormonal experts. We are not doctors. However, we speak to women every single day. We've worked with hundreds of women and we know as women as well, not just as coaches, that your hormones and your periods can really affect everything in your life, you know, how you eat, how you want to train. So I think it's really important for us to address uh, the most common things that uh, people uh, shall I say suffer? Yeah, we do suffer. <laughs> the most common thing we suffer with. Um, and and also just some little hacks. And it's I suppose it's a little bit like making it's about making swaps and it's about a mindset change and just you tuning in to what your things are and how we can help you and and hopefully you're going to come out the other side of this being like oh my god that's me and then when it happens you're like I know what to do now (laughs) yeah and ever since we launched the podcast we actually have had quite a few requests to cover this topic and we've kind of been a bit reluctant because we're like oh god we don't really want to go into the nitty-gritty of cycles and all of that because it's quite sciencey and although we have the knowledge we aren't as Chelsea said, on experts, but actually we're all women and we've all experienced hormonal fluctuations and we know how much they can affect our mood, our energy levels, our productivity. And whether that is you're going through um, like your menstrual cycle or whether you're menopausal, lots of things can affect your hormonal levels and then throw you off, throw you off kilter and send you spiraling. So we did think it was important just to kind of cover it, but in our own way, in our little Maz and Chelsea way of going, right, let's get real. This is how we all feel and this is how we deal with it. And these are some practical ways that hopefully will help you um, come out the other side. Yeah. And do you know what? There's been there's a real trend. <laughs> There's a real period trend uh, about, you know, training around your cycle. Um, uh, what do you, how do you feel about it, Maz? Yeah, I think this is probably what also sparked the topic in our minds is that it is becoming more and more popular to um, talk about being kind to yourself during uh, certain times in your cycle, understanding your cycle more, which I think is fantastic. I think I sometimes despair. I sometimes despair when I ask clients when they're due on their periods and they say, I have no idea. Um, And that just like blows my mind because, um, but I think it's quite common. I think people don't really know when it's coming. And then, and then they come into their, 
their bleed and they're like oh that's why I was a crazy bitch <laughs> because they haven't been aware yeah they haven't been aware of like the lead up to it because they're not sure of the date so in terms of cycle um cycle tracking I think is really brilliant and really helpful for so many women and also to help yeah. them understand the scales because as we know mm-hmm. the scales can massively creep up during uh, just before your your bleed or just before it or kind of during it um so I think that can be helpful for people's psychology but the whole idea of okay I know that I'm going into my luteal phase which is the phase after your ovulation so I know that so I'm going to take it back I'm going to strip it back a bit um and I'm going to take the intensity down I actually think that's almost manifesting that you're going to feel a bit shit Mm. and I kind of think sometimes it can actually hinder rather than help when it comes to training and healthy eating what do you think what are your thoughts I agree I think it's really good to uh, that we're talking about periods now just think that not long ago no one would like say the word like period like I, I don't know what it was like growing up in your house but it was just me, my mom, and my stepdad, and um, we just wouldn't say the word "period" out loud. She'd go, or you'd go, "Oh yeah, I think I'm going to come on my period." You'd whisper it. Uh-huh. It's like, and then my stepdad would go, "Oh God!" Oh, it's like, and then we'd giggle, and it's just so funny because now it's like, no, why the hell have we not been talking about this the whole time? And think of like. Years ago, when tra- you know most most women were probably training with guy PTs, and they never ever would have been thinking about their periods or how their you know how, how their clients are, are training around their cycle and stuff. So it's really good because of course it has like a huge effect on everything. Um, however, I'm not a fan of this cycle syncing thing and just like, determining like determining your your workouts based on the phases I'm like oh god because I'm like is this empowering or is this just another thing that's like we that we have to (laughs) succumb to it's like what what our whole life now becomes about periods and and hormones I'm not a fan yeah yeah and to your point on people and trainers it helping them with their clients it's probably more around now considering behavioral changes with their clients at yes. certain times in a month rather than actual strength changes um yes. and I think that is that is what we really want to um kind of separate is that your strength and your effort levels in the gym yes that may be one entity Okay, and that might be physiologically harder, right? We get it. But the behavioral changes around the the harder times in your cycle are something that we can help with and help kind of help you um, tackle with actual practical tips. Um, So I think that that is, is something. But yeah, I'm with you. I think that actually remember that there's, if you're doing, if you're following like a, a training plan which gives you like a deload for example which is where you strip back on your intensity of your training or sometimes strip back on your training altogether for example say you're doing that once a week uh, sorry once a month (laughs) for 12 months that's 12 weeks of the year that you're not training to your fullest or to your maximum 
that is basically three months of your year where you haven't been giving optimal effort. So if you look, if you think about your progress, it is gonna, it is gonna really hinder that progress because it's a lot, big whack of time that you're you're wiping out. Mm. And look, maybe you like if if you didn't look at your app or that thing that's saying, oh, it's in this phase, so you have to do this workout. Well, if you don't want to bloody do that workout, what if you do want to go to the gym and lift some heavy weights, even though your body might not be the strongest at the moment? And the thing is, your body might not even be the strongest when you're meant to be the strongest in theory, according to science. Because what if you didn't sleep that night? What if you... (laughs) Like yeah. it's just so many factors that determine your strength and how you're feeling and stuff. Like we're doing so much shit in our everyday lives. Like it's like it's not just about our periods. It's like we have more things going on than just that. It was like we got a lot going on, and we had the periods are like the cherry on the top. <laughs> yeah, no, I agree. Okay, so Charles, what are you when you are? going through your menstrual cycle talk me through Mm. your moods how you handle them your cravings give us a little bit of a a personal um experience (laughs) do you know what I I think this I said to Shane the other day so I've just come out the other I'm saying I'm out the other side I was I've been crazy for the last 10 days, like crazy. And I said to Shane on the way back, because we were waiting for his birthday, poor guy, poor guy. I was like that for his birthday. I I said on the way back, I said, you know what? It's actually quite scary because I'm 34 years old. Think of how long I've had a period for. And it still feels like I'm, I'm not in control of this thing because every month I'm different. Some months I don't even notice and I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm nailing it. I'm fab. I'm, I'm fine. I don't really suffer from, <laughs> from like PMS. And then other months it's like tears to me. But this month was crazy, bitch. Shane actually said to me, he said, you are being a monster. He called me a monster. Wait, do you think like what, what, in what way were you being short tempered? Were you more worried about things? What, what, in what, you say crazy, but like, what do you mean? Yeah. So, like, no logic. So, I've been, you know, I, well, you know, the, the thing that I can't talk about, the, the, yeah. <laughs> I, don't, yeah. I don't know how to explain it. Yeah. Like, basically, gals, I've like been doing something that's launching in Jan. Um, and it's like a big deal to me. And I just put so much pressure on myself and just could not think clearly and give myself the like confidence that I needed, even though I'm like thinking, come on, you can do this. And all my friends, like, I've got you on the other end, Maz, being like, right, come on, get to work, do it. It's like a feeling of like overwhelmed. That's one way to explain it. Overwhelmed. Um, and then irritated. <laughs> so like, every single thing was irritating me and it's like hold on a second not every single person is irritating I have to do a process of elimination so it must be me (laughs) (laughs) you know what I mean how can every single person in the world be irritating right now oh maybe it's me so it's that and so what is your how how does that change your relationship with obviously you've explained how it maybe affects your relationship with Shane or yourself but how is it affecting your relationship with things like food or exercise or energy levels during that time so for example I knew I was irritated by everybody so I took myself out of the situation
vacation and I had a day to myself. I went to the gym and um, just was on my own and needed that time. Do you know what I mean? So even though I knew I wasn't going to have the best session ever, I was like, take yourself away from this and give yourself the time um, that that you need on your own. I'm always hungrier. um, So I am just aware of that and I just need to make good choices in in eating as much like volume and we'll go into this in a second but eating high volume food so that I feel nice and full and I just cannot trust myself with any form of you know grab bags where when you're meant to share it with a family and you don't Mm. share it you just have the whole thing for yourself (laughs) um so like or I did give in though I bought some Percy pigs the other day and ate them within a second like the whole bag and I felt sick afterwards but I just it's like those moments where it's just like incontrollable but before Mm. I would do that probably every day when I was feeling like that and now it might be like one day and it's like no come on yeah what about you Maz? yeah so I suppose I'm a bit different because as some of you know for the last two years I've been going through IVF so I've been had like three IVF cycles and so I've had so long of synthetic hormones being in my body (laughs) I've taken so many hormones (laughs) that you know how you were just saying, Charles, that it's okay almost because you can rationalize it because you know what's happening. You know why yeah. you're behaving a certain way. It's quite yeah. difficult because I've not known in the last couple of years. Yeah. I haven't had a I haven't had a natural period. I haven't had a clue why I'm feeling the way I'm feeling. And so, you know, I can get dips and I can generally be okay. And then and it's difficult for my partner as well because it's not like we can ever rationalize anything. He'll be like, what's wrong? Yeah. And I'll be like, I don't know. And um, I oh. think for people that have been going through that as well, you know, I know that we've got people on our group that have been going for IVF or um, are on hormonal medications. That actually it can be a complete like minefield trying to work out why you're feeling a certain way and then I suppose I've had to take the approach of well I just have to do the do and I haven't got I haven't got the opportunity to cycle sync so therefore I just do it I just go get my sessions in I try and eat to my very best um that I can and obviously there are days where I'm hungrier I give myself more food but I make sure that I give myself good food and I think maybe actually like just listening to you then and you always say to me oh you're so good you're so strict and so disciplined and I think that's probably because I don't ever have that kind of excuse I kind of just have to be Mm. like well I don't know because I could be um listening to my cravings all the time if I if I said oh well you might be (laughs) this might be a hormonal fluctuation thing and it's just kind of like I've just Mm. had to set myself some boundaries I guess I suppose there's something to be said about that you are very much like with everything that you've gone through over the last you know few years I think the how long has it been now Maz so I was on the um I've been doing IVF for two years but uh prior to that I've had some hormonal problems and I had hypothalamic amenorrhea which is actually lack of uh when I lost my cycle due to either stress on the body whether that was over exercise whether that was too little food um 
obviously I was a dancer before. So who knows when that started? So I've never really had this kind of even uh, cycle um, for as, mm. as long as I can remember, if I'm honest. Yeah. It's, it's just crazy how, how different we all are. That's like another reason as well why it's like there isn't a one size fits all approach because we are all so different, aren't we? Yeah. What I would say is that the times where I know that I'm having some kind of fluctuation is I'm a teary person. I cry when I'm happy. I cry when I'm sad. I cry when I'm proud of someone. I cry all <laughs> the time. But I think I do get a little bit more teary if I'm having some kind of hormonal shift. Um, so, yeah, that would be why rather than going like crazy, I kind of just go really teary. But when you cry, like, would you be crying, like, on your own in your, like... All the time, yeah. At home, or would you cry to yeah. Steve? Uh, both. Both. Both, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got no shame when it comes to tears. <laughs> oh, my God, it's so funny. Well, that's okay. That's much nicer. That's a nicer way than to be, like, me the other day throwing the washing all over the spare bedroom. Like, I broke my friend. I broke oh, the yeah. clothes. <laughs> I oh, broke I the clothes off. Oh my god! I basically like sh- well, I, can't I was trying to work. We were doing Black Friday. We were trying to set everything up. Like just it was too much for me to cope with. And Shane kept. We were trying to swap our mortgage over, and we couldn't get through to the mortgage lender. It was this whole thing. We were in charge, and shit, Shane kept talking about the fucking mortgage and I was like I can't deal with talking about it like again and he kept popping into his bedroom going oh because the mortgage advisor wasn't answering and I just was I honestly lost it I went I don't care about the mortgage like drew everything out and then once I started I was like a shame looking at me and you know oh my god I need to get sectioned right now because it was like madness and he just left me he just watched me and then I was like then then I sat on the sofa and then was like crying what, like, like what did child. he what did he say when you had the chat with him about the fact that you're 34 and that you kind of don't know what's coming next how did he res- how did he respond he was like oh it sounds scary man he was like, oh <laughs> oh it sounds it sounds terrible and I was like yeah can you imagine being me like can you imagine how horrible that is feeling like that for us he's like yeah Man, sounds terrible we're gonna stop ourselves right there it's time for an ad break um, but we're not sponsored yet so we've decided to promote ourselves research shows that you can burn 3.2 calories by pressing the like and subscribe button So if you're enjoying the podcast, then it would mean so, so much to us if you could do this and share it with your friends and family and help us build this incredible community. Okay, self-promo over. Let's get back to the podcast. Can I just say, before we go into the training um, side of it, if you are one of those people that has severe PMS symptoms, like whether that might be endometriosis or some kind of debilitating pain then we can point you in the um like towards people that can actually help some specialists that can help you more than we can help you um 
during that time because I don't want you to think that we are saying everyone as Charles said it's not a one-size-fits-all not everyone can just push through some people are in absolute crippling pain every single month and I can't even imagine what that must be like um so Mm -hmm. please know that they're that everything we say might not be for you but hopefully it could help um the majority of people um so let's go into training what kind of tips and what would you suggest people do if they come to the time of the month where they're feeling completely knackered um unmotivated really bad mood stroppy what would you suggest with their exercise and their training Charles? so i would always say still move your body because that you you need to know that that can actually help you and it's the maddest thing because really we should crave our training or we should crave going for a walk because that's when we most we need it the most however our body's going no I want to sit on the sofa no I want to curl up in my blanket but you just have to know that it's always going to make you feel better however go in knowing that it might not be the best session you've ever done you might not be hitting pbs you might feel like those weights are heavier like i did a session the other day um and and the seven and a half so like tens but i was like i know why you know it doesn't have to be the best session ever as long as you are working um and and in there and making an effort then that is going to help you if training is a no-go and you're like i absolutely cannot then going for a walk and doing something like that or having um you know a stretch and stuff just any form of movement is going to be better than nothing what do you think yeah, I think that mentally it's going to really help you. I mm. really do. Just moving your body, the endorphins, don't underestimate endorphins. We need those yeah. Um, yeah. To, to keep us happy and to release our happy our happy hormones we need those in our lives um and if you if you lie on the sofa you're not actually going to release those so I really do think yeah just gentle just think if you are in a lot of pain you're feeling rubbish and also it goes back to that thing as well where sometimes when you go into the gym or you start a workout and you think this is going to be terrible I really am not in the mood you have a cracking workout and you smash out some Mm -hmm. really good numbers or you get a sweat on and you feel really good um so sometimes like you don't have put the pressure on yourself for it to be phenomenal but just do it just start yeah and then it might end up being fantastic give it 10 like we love that give it 10 minutes and just that even if you're like nope give it 10 minutes and I promise you in 10 minutes 99% of the time you'll go oh okay I'm gonna keep going I always do that with like one-to-one clients if they're like oh I don't want to I'll say like okay let's give it 10 minutes and then 10 minutes in I'll say do you want me to go home and they're like no let's keep going (laughs) so yeah okay so we've touched on training let's go on to something that's super super important around that time of the month and we're going to talk everything food related um so in general, I would say that a majority the majority of clients tell us that they crave sugar, sweets, chocolate, things like that. Do you try and think of some things that people can do instead of just like grabbing their giving in, being like, I'm on my period, so I'm gonna eat a huge bag of popcorn and a grab bag of sweets. Um, we've got some hacks. This is a really good one, which has been coming handy for a lot of people in their dieting 
like diet coke things like that those zero calorie options can sometimes really help with those sugar cravings yeah I think Diet Coke is great. I also am a a big fan, as everyone knows, of the options hot chocolates. Um, Mm. They're 40 calories and it is hot chocolate season. So I think that that can be quite satisfying. And then the best tip I would say um, Mm. is after any of those. So say you finish your hot chocolate, the next thing you do is you go and brush your teeth because it just adds the (laughs) barrier barrier to eating more um but anyway let's go back to some more options that you can have um what would be another sweet treats that you would have so in terms of chocolate one thing that's a very simple hack is swap it for dark chocolate so that the darker the better um just because if you're having things like you know like a dairy milk or freddo's and stuff they are so sweet and so sugary and I find that a lot of people once they get that you know you have that taste and you Mm -hmm. get that feeling that rush that sugar rush and that's designed it's created so that we go oh I love it I want more so having some dark chocolate can be you know a, a nice square of that or bend a little bit more on some chocolate and enjoy it you know like have one bit and and savor it and enjoy and actually taste it instead of shoving it down our necks if you want to be really good kind of yogurts and berries again Mm. just because you get more of them you can get a really big yogurt bowl um and you could put yeah if you've got some sugar-free syrup or something you could put that on top or some even some protein powder in there something kind of make it a little dessert bowl for yourself um add in your favorite berries or any fruits really um and actually sometimes because you get more of it you you feel satisfied because you're like that okay that was big that was quite full and filling yeah um rather than like a tiny um hero's chocolate or something you know the other things that we need to think about is ways to stave off those cravings for as long as we can Mm -hmm. in the first place so if we went for thinking about how much protein you're having during the day here we go banging on about your protein again I know but making sure that you've had enough of that during your day it's your most satiating macronutrient is going to make you feel the most full your body uh, takes your body the most energy to burn that macronutrient as well so you can get more bang for your buck there and yeah we want a a portion of protein in every single meal ladies that includes your brekkie um every single meal then actually that hopefully will help curve some of those cravings in the first place Mm, yeah so those moments I suppose what we're saying is like those moments those cravings aren't just gonna go you know (laughs) you're gonna have them you're gonna feel hungrier you're gonna want to have sugary things but try before you just give into it and go it's my period this is what I do try making some little swaps because you just might surprise yourself um and feel a little bit more in control of it because again like those things that we we do crave they are designed for us to want more of so making other choices and and still satisfied we're not saying to stop eating we would never say that but just yeah making those choices can really help and then I suppose like 
if you're somebody who um, feels like a bottomless pit, I feel like that sometimes. I'm like, nothing is helping. Why am I not getting full? Um, Lots of people crave carbs, you know, starchy carbs um, around their, their period. So again, as we mentioned earlier, high volume food is gonna um help you out so what's your top high volume foods how can you make your food look bigger than it actually is so your low low um calorie high volume carbs are going to be things like your potatoes butternut squash pumpkin those are our top three really because you do just get lots on your plate for much fewer calories. Um, If you're looking towards something like rice, which is great um, and and good and easy to digest and nice on your stomach, but you do get a lot less for the same amount of calories. So thinking about being strategic and piling your plate as much as you can, because hopefully again, that's another way that's going to stop you from getting hungry two hours later or an hour later even. Um, And also touching on carbs, I've just mentioned whole food sources. Now, it goes back to playing kind of macro Jenga with your diary because we've given you set carbohydrate targets. But you've got to remember that we don't want you to get all of your carb sources from your kind of fast-releasing processed carbs, so your sweets and your chocolates. We don't really want you to be getting your energy from those foods because, again, it's actually going to end up leading you to feel more lethargic um, rather than fulfilled and um, kind of full of nutrients and health. Um so really do look at your sources and think about uh, how many of these are actually whole foods and how many processed foods I'm eating during the day. Hopefully people will relate to this episode and there'll be bits of this that you'll hear and you'll think that sounds like me. Um, and we want you to identify what it is in yourself that you struggle with the most during your periods. Is it a lack of energy, lack of motivation, bad mood, or is it I'm a bottomless pit, I can't stop eating? What is your um, flaw, I'd say, when it comes to um, your periods? At the end of the day, we want the progress to be as fast as possible for you because that is what's motivating. Let us know what your things are as well. It might be an interesting discussion in the group chat. (laughs) Um, And yeah, I want to know, maybe I'll put it on as a, we'll put it as an Insta story. What's the craziest thing you've ever done (laughs) on your period? I actually feel like there'd be some very good stories there. (laughs) Me too. But I like the idea of you sharing on the group as well, everything that you struggle with, because I think we can all help each other out. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Okay. Well, have a lovely week. Well done, everyone. For (laughs) (laughs) well done, everyone, for listening. (laughs) I think it's time. I think it's time to call it a day. Well done, everyone. I think we need a coffee. Bye. (laughs) Bye. Thanks for listening and choosing us as your coaches. If you want to join our next six-week project, head to the website now for more info. You will not regret it. Bye.